Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 18. John chapter 18. We'll begin in verse 12 tonight. Um, I would like us to begin with a song. Uh, We can sing it together. We don't need the words. We've all learned it as small children. We're going to sing Jesus Loves Me. So together, let's sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. They are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. They are weak, but He is strong. We are often weak, but He is strong. Those are the words that I wanted to draw attention to because I think they they kind of bring out the contrast that we see in the text before us tonight. We're going to look at Jesus as He's brought before Annas as, as Annas questions Him after He's arrested. And whenever Jesus is being questioned, He is bold and He is strong. And intertwined with this trial, this questioning before Annas, is also the story of Peter and how Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter was weak. Jesus was strong. And Peter was weak. We'll see those things as we read. Um, Beginning in verse 12 of John chapter 18. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they led him to Annas, where he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood out at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You're also not one of this man's disciples, are you? And he said, I'm not. Now, the servants and the officers made a charcoal fire because it was cold. 
And they were standing and warming themselves. Peter was also with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in the synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? All those who have heard me, ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about what is wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it. And at once... The rooster crowed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. I am weak, but you are strong. Give me grace as I preach your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week we looked at how Jesus had been in the Garden of Gethsemane and the soldiers had come with Judas and a band of um, officials from the priests and the Pharisees. They came with torches and lanterns and weapons. They came wanting to be able to seek Jesus out. And if it was dark, if Jesus was hiding, they wanted to have those torches and lanterns so that they could look into the bushes and see if they could find him. They came with weapons in case Jesus was resisting. But Jesus didn't resist and he didn't hide. He stood firm. He was the one in control. Nothing was going to take him by force. He was willingly giving himself up. And that's what we see here in this text as well. They took him to the house of Annas. Uh, It tells us here that Annas was the father-in-law of uh, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Um, Just a little bit of clarification here. See, Annas had been the high priest, and this was supposed to be a, a lifetime office. He had been the high priest from about the year 1 A.D. to about 15. And the predecessor to Pilate, the the person that was in Pilate's position before him, had him deposed. It was a political decision. Uh, They decided to remove Annas from office. And so 
Um, many of the Jews did not see that as legitimate. Annas was supposed to be the high priest for life, and yet the Romans had made them make this move. And so many of the Jews probably still looked at Annas as if he was the high priest, but not officially. And Caiaphas, on the other hand, uh, along with uh, a few of Annas's other sons, had been high priests as the Romans had let them do so. At this time, it was Caiaphas. And it tells us here, Caiaphas was the one who had said that it would be expedient for one man to die for the people. If we think back, we remember back in John chapter 11 when we were there. Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. He was already beginning to smell. And Jesus just spoke, Lazarus, come out of there. And Lazarus, still wrapped in all the bandages, got up and walked out of the tomb. All the people that had seen that were amazed. And the the Jews... The Jewish leaders in particular, they they were frightened. They thought, oh man, Jesus is raising people from the dead. People are going to start believing in Him. They plotted to kill Lazarus. They plotted to kill Jesus. And Caiaphas made that statement at that time in chapter 11. He, He said, it would be expedient for one man to die for the people. Caiaphas did not have Isaiah 53 in mind. Isaiah 53 is the prophecy where we read of of one who would take our iniquity upon himself. The prophecy of, of one who would be led like a lamb to the slaughter, who would open not his mouth. Everything we see that Jesus is doing here. But that's not what Caiaphas had in mind. Caiaphas was thinking their their political situation was threatened. If, If this Jesus was so powerful and people were believing in him that it might upset the political situation, the Romans would come in and put a quash on it and they would lose their political power. So Annas, he said something beyond what he really knew he was saying. He thought he was speaking about politics. But we know it points back to that concept we see in Isaiah 53 that Jane read for us. One man will die for the people. We have a scene change. We go from Annas questioning Jesus to Simon Peter. Simon Peter had been following Jesus along. Probably didn't want to be seen. He was trying to be secretive. And another disciple was with him. It doesn't tell us who that disciple was. It just says another disciple. Some have have thought maybe this was just an anonymous uh, disciple of Jesus. There could have been others that were following Jesus apart from just the twelve. Could have been one of those. But traditionally, 
That's been understood probably to be John. And the reason for that is John often makes reference to himself and he doesn't say his name. Remember at the Last Supper, Jesus, uh, we're told that the beloved disciple, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was, was lying upon Jesus' breast. And we see that later um, at the end of the book of John, in John chapter 21, about, about uh, this discussion about the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's, that's the way John would reference himself, the disciple who Jesus loved. He wouldn't even mention his own name. So, for that reason, many have thought through the years that this other disciple was John. They come, and whether it's John or some other disciple, somehow it was, it was known to the high priest. It would have been familiar. And so when they come to the courtyard following Jesus, John, or whoever it was, goes in to watch what's going on, but Peter, he stays at the door. He's afraid. He's cowering. John, see, or whoever. I'm going to assume it's John, so if I just slip into that, forgive me. But John notices Peter is still out by the gate. He goes over to the servant girl and says, bring Peter in here too. Bring Peter in here too. And when the servant girl opens the gate and brings Peter in. She looks at him and says, you're not one of his disciples, are you? Peter was on the spot. He had just been with Jesus when he was arrested. He had just cut off a man's ear. What was he going to do? And He said, no, I'm not. I'm not one of his disciples. It gives us this detail that, that it was cold and the, it was night and the, the soldiers and the officials, they were building this fire there in the courtyard. A charcoal fire. It gives us that detail. Maybe that is a sign that it was John. He was an eyewitness. He knew what kind of fire it was. It wasn't just any old fire. It was a charcoal fire. And Peter was also with them, standing and warming himself. Kind of a, a just picture that in your mind. Peter was standing right next to the officials, warming himself, taking advantage of that same fire as the people who just come and arrested his master. There's nothing different between him and them. And then we change scenes again. We again see Jesus standing before. And the high priest. I guess Caiaphas must be asking the question because, well, I don't know. There is some confusion there. It says the high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. He questions about two things, his disciples and his teaching. Well, why would Jesus be questioned about his disciples? Well, they may have been wanting to know how many of these disciples are there? They're concerned about their political situation. They're concerned that maybe there might be an uprising or a rebellion. They want to know how many disciples Jesus has or something along those lines. They maybe want, want to go seek out His disciples. Maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons why Peter would be so afraid is Jesus was being asked about His disciples. We're not given an answer from Jesus here 
about his disciples. He just answers the second part. But he answers it not by spelling it out. He just says, everything I taught was public. You want to know what I taught? Just go ask the people who were there. Everything I did was out in the open. I wasn't hiding anything. There wasn't any secret knowledge. Now we know there were some times when he would bring the disciples to himself and he would explain things to the disciples. I don't think we see a contradiction here. I think what what we means is there's there's not one message for the public and one message for those who are private. It's all one unified whole. Jesus, if you want to know about Jesus' message, just ask anybody who is there. He was being bold. He, he pointed to the fact that he just spoke out in the open public. It wasn't something that was hidden. He was showing his strength. And yet for that, the servant of the high priest comes and strikes Jesus. He says, is that how you answer the high priest? And Jesus, boldly, confidently, says, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. Say, if you have any charges against me, say it. That was a bold thing to say. And if what I said was right, then why did you strike me? He spoke with confidence and boldness. He trusted in the Father. He trusted that what he was doing was exactly what he came for. He also knew and was confident that he was in control of the whole situation. And then it says, Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now that that's where the confusion is. You know, we, we see here in verse 19, it says, the high priest questioned him. And then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. That, that's where the confusion lies. But I tell, as I mentioned before, the Jews probably saw Annas as the real high priest, the, the legitimate one. Whereas Caiaphas... He was put in because of the Roman meddling. So that, that can explain that. All we need is one explanation that makes it plausible. It, it could be some other explanation, but at least it shows there's no contradiction here. Then we have another scene change. Now Peter, Simon Peter, was standing and warming himself. Meanwhile, right where we left off, right? That was the last word, verse we read about Jesus, about Peter. Peter was with them, standing and warming himself. And then we come to verse 25. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. And so they said to him, You're not one of his disciples, are you? Same question. And he denied it. I'm not. Then one of the servants of the high priest a relative of the one who Peter had cut off his ear. Oh, it's getting close now. He, he knows, oh no, this is a relative of the, of the person who I cut his ear off. I, I don't want to, I want to get caught. And if that's not bad enough, it says, he said, 
Did I not see you in the garden with him? He was there. This person that was asking was right there when Jesus was arrested. He said, did not I see you in the garden with him? And Peter, again, denied it. And then, the rooster crows. The rooster crowing, again, is something that points out Jesus was in control. Back in chapter 13, whenever Jesus was in the upper room with them, with the disciples for for the Last Supper, Jesus had told Peter, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And as Peter is standing there shivering in the cold, denying Jesus that third time, he hears the sound of the rooster And as we read that, we think there was no surprise to Jesus. He was in control. He knew what was going to happen. We see this contrast between Jesus and Peter. Jesus was strong. Jesus was bold. He was the one who was in control. And yet Peter was weak. Peter was doubting. We think of Thomas as the one who was doubting. But here Peter, he didn't have the strength to be bold, to be confident like he wanted to. Even though Peter had told Jesus, even if everybody else falls away, even if everybody else scatters, I won't, Lord. And yet, they're just asking him, are you one of his disciples? And he denies it. How often are we like Peter? How often are we like that? Just like we sang in the song as we started, they are weak, but he is strong. We are weak, but he is strong. I see that in this text. When we face whatever struggles we do in our lives, whether it be financial, whether it be... uh, Physical ailments, pain, loss, death, illness, all of those things, we're reminded we're weak. But our confidence should not be in ourselves. Our confidence is in Jesus, who is strong. And when we face sin and temptation... How often are we like Peter? Oh Lord, I know I sinned this time, but I promise I'll never do it again. And how often have each one of us prayed that prayer? I promise I'll never do it again. Just like Peter, even if all fall away, I won't. And yet we find ourselves just like Peter. Our boldness, our confidence, our strength is not enough and we fail. We fall away. We give in. The thing we need to be reminded is 
Jesus is strong. Jesus is strong. He is in control. He has the whole world in his hands. He is sovereign and he is in control. He is Lord of all of this universe. He is not surprised when we fail. He is not surprised when we are weak. But He is there. And He is strong. And He wants us to put our confidence and our hope not in ourselves, but in Him. Like the movie that we watched last night, those of, you, those of us who were here, it's not about saying, I am good, I am blessed, I've got everything under, you know. No. It's not about positive thinking and telling ourselves just positive things. No. We admit, I'm weak, but Jesus is strong. Jesus is good. That's where our confidence is. We are weak, but He is strong. And I invite everybody here, believer, or if you haven't even trusted Christ, put your faith in Jesus who is strong because we are all weak and we all fail. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.